Good morning, good afternoon, good wherever you are. This is Chris and it's getting down the last couple of uh, brand new podcasts for the day and uh, for this month and uh, I'd really... Uh, have enjoyed putting them out there for you and I hope uh, that you've enjoyed listening. I've improved the audio quality as we've gone along, not so much in the start of this one. It's been over volume a lot. Uh, Let's talk about inspiration versus motivation. Um, Look, both are great. Uh, And we talk about self-motivation and motivating others. Um, But let me just uh, begin by this. Um, You... You can't meditate. So meditation is something that happens when you put yourself in a place uh, for meditation to happen. In other words, you you can't do it. You need to be available for it. And this is a really important thing to say, I'm meditating. No, I'm being in a position where meditation can happen. Uh, Inspiration is identical to be in a position where inspiration can happen. Now, motivation in a very, is very different. You can, medit- you can motivate. All you have to do is, uh, for example, put something you want 10 meters away, something you want really bad, uh, and want it more and more, and you'll get up and go 10 meters to get it. Now, even if you've got a sore foot, or, you, or you, even if you've got $100 in your pocket and someone puts $10 on the ground 10 meters away, it's still a significant motivation to go and get the $10. If they put 10 cents on the floor 10 meters away and, and you have $1,000 in your pocket, the motivation to go get that 10 cents becomes less. So the whole concept of the world is to bait the hook. That's how we get people to buy product. That's how we get people to buy services. We motivate them. We, we create a, a vacuum between what people have got and what they want. And with that, the bigger the vacuum, the more motivated people are to go get. That's called marketing. It's called romance, by the way. Uh, and it has, and it's it's certainly healing, um, and it's certainly human development and personal change in in organisations. There is a different uh, way to drive personal development, and that is not to necessarily uh, talk about what a person's got and hasn't got, but to talk purely about what a person's got. It's hard to believe that at a point of absolute complete satisfaction where we were completely satiated, uh, fully nourished, or I, I want what I've got, I don't want anything else but what I've got, that we would still have goals and we would still be motivated uh, to go out and, and walk that 10 metres. But the fact of the matter is it's been proven clearly that a person who's got everything still wants something. And what they want is to express that energy. So the more in a sense the more we appreciate what we've got the more more stimulated or motivated or whatever you want to call the word we are to go out and do stuff now we're not doing stuff because we haven't got it we're not doing it to, to fill a void or uh, close a vacuum or fix up a problem we're doing it because we love doing it so we go from a state of motivation which would say i've got to, i've got to have that ten dollar note 10 meters away because i've only got a hundred bucks into my pocket and there's an extra 10 bucks, that's huge. I'm running for that uh, money and I'm running as fast as I can. I've got to have it and I'm in fight flight to get that. That's motivation at its best. Elation and depression, infatuation, resentment, attraction, repulsion, etc., etc. So motivation at its best drives mental health problems, but it also drives a lot of behavior. 
especially in competitive sport, at a lower level. However, there's a couple of problems with motivation, and that's what they've found with even positive thinking, and that is the unsustainability of it. So when we, when we do something that's not sustainable, it means that we, 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 um, it drives us to a performance that has a count, counteractive result. In other words, we might say, oh, I just can't wait to have that ice cream. And then a week later we go, oh, man, I feel snotty and fat and stupid because I ate an ice cream and poorer. So motivation is, is not, uh, is because of its nature of uh, seeing what we haven't got and going for it, motivation has the idiosyncrasy of regret. It also has the consequences we didn't predict, and therefore it's prone to poor decision-making. Now, even though organizations are still advocating motivation as being a primary driving force for behavior within and productivity within organizations, I've been arguing against this for the last 30 years. And what I say that if you find a person and help a person really become thankful for what they've got, firstly, all their mental health problems go away. They lose depression, they lose resentment, and they lose anger and all these things. That's the first step. And, and, and the second part of this is that they start to get driven by given. And, and um, that means that they've got what they want and they want to give to get rather than get to give. It's a massive flip in our lives, and it's, a, it's called higher consciousness if you really want to give it a label. So inspiration works on a different part of the brain. It says, I do it because I love it, and I love doing this, and I certainly wouldn't do it for free. I do it, and I get remunerated for it because that's, that's valuation. But at the same token, I'm inspired by what I do to the point where time evaporates. I'm not motivated to what I do on the basis of what's missing in my life, trying to replace it with what I'll get for doing what I'm doing. I hope that makes it clear. It's, it's really two different universes. Um, to be inspired and to stay inspired in everyday life, you need to put yourself in a position where inspiration can happen. And there's a sequence for that. There's a sequence called manifestation process. And the sequence is a purpose. The second part is a vision. The third part is visualization. Fourth part is to speak your truth and speak an affirmation language. Uh, fifth part is goal setting. Fourth, sixth part is daily habits of mindfulness around what will do I need to do every day to get me to my goal. Uh, sixth, seventh is a values-based operating. In other words, work on high priorities. Uh, seven is gratitude for what we've got. Eight is uh, daily action steps in the direction of what we want. So building self-worth out of working on high priorities. So this uh, process is not about being inspired. It's about putting yourself in a place where inspiration can happen. And from there, high performance is achieved without the high cost of mental health and uh, emotional anxiety and burnout at home. This is Chris. You have a beautiful day. Bye for now.